How's everyone today? It's Tuesday, July 25th. Online, there's information about the state of Georgia. The study for reparations for institution of slavery for African Americans it's the house resolution 322 HR 322 back in February of 2023 here HR322 House Study Committee on Research and Development of Reparation Proposals for the Institution of Slavery for African Americans We'll give you the sponsor's name and their districts. You can click and look at the current vision version, the current version of the House Resolution Bill. There's more. A resolution creating the House Study Committee on Research and Development of Reparation Proposals for the Institution of Slavery for African Americans and for other purposes. It looks like they have a status history here. February 27th, 2023. The House Hopper in February the 28th, 2023. The House First Readers March 1, 2023. The House Second Readers no footnotes available and no votes available. Of course, that was dated earlier this year. And there's more information from the bill itself online. 79 says section have to stretch this section 5 this is way down towards the middle or the bottom part of the bill there's roughly 4 pages online small print you have to stretch it out line 79 parentheses 5 how in consideration of the committee's findings any form of compensation to African Americans with a special consideration for African Americans who are descendants of persons enslaved in the United States is calculated. Six, what form of compensation should be awarded? 
through what instrumentalities and who should be eligible for each compensation and seven consideration of the committee's findings any other forms of rehabilitation or restitution to African descendants are warranted and what form and scope those measures should take there's more We're just looking at sections of the four-page resolution right now. That's where that came from. So that was just a small part of the entire resolution. HR 322 House Resolution. Three two two and information about their budget is online and here's a snippet from one of the links after two consecutive years of record Budget surpluses. Generated in part by persistent austerity, Governor Brian P. Kemp's proposed 32.5 billion dollar budget. So this is above and beyond the budget this is the surplus Kim's proposed 32.5 billion budget for fiscal year FY 2024 offers a muted response to deep deficits in the capacity of state government to meet Georgians' needs. Okay, that's a political spill on the government in the surplus available online. And there was um, also online, if I can go back and find it, there was a link to the surplus stimulus payments and who, who is eligible and how to qualify for the current year 2023 for Georgia. It's a small amount, around $200 for individuals, a little above $200, around 500 for married couples. But you have to have your taxes filed by a certain day and other qualifications online. Look for the Georgia surplus or Georgia uh, tax rebates. Words like that will pull up the information. There's more. 
AJC.com news, political news from the Atlanta Journal Constitution. This was dated back August 14th. 2019 before the documents that we just covered on reparations for Georgia. This article says Georgia Democrats embrace slavery reparations proposal. U.S. candidate U.S. Senate candidates for Georgia officials voice support for bill to study options politics by Tamar Hallerman written by Tamar Hallerman T. A-M-A-R Hallerman H-A-L-L-E-R M-A-N A long long article of the um, current political positions that were taken for H.R. 40 well that was the U.S. House bill that would create a commission to study the effects of slavery Jim Crow and other forms of codified discrimination on Americans. I'm just pulling out certain parts, but it's a long article. Lots of information gives you the candidates and the politicians' position. legislation would also grant the commission authority to recommend potential forms of compensation including payments well now they're talking about H.R. 40 the federal reparations Resolution H.R. 40 Named for the post-Civil War Promise to give former slaves 40 acres of land and a mule The legislation would also grant the Commission of Commission Authority to recommend potential forms of compensation including payments to the descendants of slaves and other forms of economic assistance such as zero-interest loans and development grants to black communities. Quote, It's the first step toward looking at the true impact of slavery and our history Close quote, Terry said. The concept of reparations has been floated for decades, but Congress has never studied it. The proposition picked up steam following 
the publication of an influential essay by Tanahasi Coates in 2014 and the creation of an American Descendants of Slavery, ADOS, A-D-O-S. You can look them up online. They're all over the country, different chapters all over the country. And the creation of an American Descendants of Slavery campaign by Antonio Moore and Yvette Carnell. Let's click on Tanahasi Coates' essay in the Atlantic The Case for Reparations. He always has such deep, profound wisdom in his writing, in his books, in videos on YouTube. 200 years, 250 years of slavery. of Jim Crow, 60 years of separate but equal, 35 years of racist housing policy until we reckon with our compounding moral debts, America will never be whole by Tanahasi quotes the case for reparations June 2014 in the Atlantic editor's note on February 1 2023 the college board announced It's finalized curriculum for an AP African-American studies course. It has removed work present in the pilot program by writers such as Bell Hooks Kimberly Crenshaw and Tanahasi Coates, the author of this article. We've gathered dozens of the most important pieces from our archives on race and racism in America. Find the collection here. How nice you can click and get more information from the Atlantic's archives. And if thy brother, (laughs) excuse me, And if thy, quote, and if thy brother, a Hebrew man or a Hebrew woman, be sold unto thee and serve thee six years, then in the seventh year thou shalt let him go free from thee. And when thou sendest him out free from thee thou shalt not let him go away empty thou shalt furnish him 
liberally out of thy flock flock and out of thy floor and out of thy winepress of of that wherewith the Lord thy God hath blessed thee thou shalt give unto him and thou shalt remember that thou wast a bondman in the land of Egypt and the Lord thy God redeemed thee therefore I command thee this thing today they don't give oh well here it is from Deuteronomy chapter 15 verses 12 through 15 oh wait 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 that was maybe 12 through 15 Deuteronomy 11 12 Deuteronomy 15 verses 12 through 15 continuing Okay, that was that was the end of it. Verses twelve through fifteen, chap twelve through fifteen, chapter fifteen, Deuteronomy fifteen and twelve through fifteen. <coughs> it's kind of spaced out because it's so many ads. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> sorts of uh, pictures and other things of stuff they want to sell you will pop up. <clears throat> okay, we lost my space again. Right now, here's a quote <laughs> from John Locke. Besides the crime which consists in violating the law and varying from the right rule of reason, whereby a man so far becomes degenerate and declares himself to quit the principles of human nature and to be a noxious creature, there is commonly injury done to some person or other and some other man receives damage by his transgression, in which case he who hath received any damage has besides the right of punishment common to him with other men a particular right to seek reparation. John Locke Second Treatise the soil 
many times over and over. And now we are determined to have it. Oh, yes, that's beautiful. Anonymous, 1861. You can listen to the audio version of this article. Feature stories, feature stories, read aloud. Download the app for your iPhone. Quote, so that's just one of my losses. Okay, this looks like the article that was written by Tanahasi quote quote sure it's gonna be a long yeah it's gonna be a long long read so I'll just refer you to the link because of course you don't want to miss this <laughs> oh this man is just so brilliant and at one time he was a college professor even though he had never finished his undergrad degree just goes to show you there's really some people that are so outstanding You can't knock a college education, a college degree. Can't knock education at all, but he is a shining example of why we cannot, should not write off anybody. Oh yeah, this is a very, very long article with videos including the contract buyer's league the story of the contract buyer's league the story of Clyde Ross and the contract buyer's league it's a YouTube video the article goes on and on codes we love us some Tamna Tanahasi codes is T-A-N-E-I-S-H-I and codes is C-O-A-T-E-S it sounds like an Indian name I think it means a chief or something close to that Ooh, this article goes on. Wow. Oh, you have to love this man. You can click the image above to view the full document. so tempted to read all of it but (laughs) we'll be here forever just with this reporter's notebook what we should be asking about reparations quote any contemplation of compensated emancipation must grapple with how several counties and some states in the South would react to finding themselves suddenly outnumbered by free black people. 
quote, it's because it's black folks making the claim in Kichi Taifa, who helped found in Cobra says, quote, people who talk about reparations are considered left lunatics. But all we are talking about is studying reparations. As John Conyers has said, we study everything. We study the water, the air. We can't even study the issue. This bill does not authorize one red cent to anyone. Close quote. Yeah, the senator or assemblyman John Conyers, rest in peace, from Michigan, presented that H.R. 40 bill for at least 30 to 40 years, and every year it was struck down. Then senator from Texas, Sheila Jackson Lee, submitted it for at least a year or more. And if I read correctly, the last email I received, there were close to 90 or more sponsors for the resolution, H.R. 40, After that, Senator Cory Booker from New Jersey sponsored, along with another senator, sponsored a Senate bill to study reparations. And then more recently, in recent months, Senate uh, Assemblywoman Cory Hawkins from Kansas or Missouri uh, sponsored a new version and I'm sorry I don't recall the number of their their resolution of their bill but it's easy to look up online you can go to congress.gov or anywhere in your browser, just type reparations, reparations for African Americans, and you'll get a whole long list. Okay, back to Tanahasi Coates article. Quote that HR 40 has never, under either Democrats or Republicans, made it to the House floor suggest our concerns are rooted not in the impracticability impracticality of reparations but in something more as existential now he wrote that back in 2016 before the HR 40 was voted in the assembly was passed into assembly. There was one report yesterday online that appeared to say it passed the Senate and was waiting for the president to sign it. Now, I'm not sure if that's accurate information or if I misread it because it could have just been showing this next steps after it passed the house some time ago or if it even passed the house it, the next step would be if it clears the house it will have to clear the senate and then it would have to have a presidential signature 
So, like I said, the last email I got to update HR 40 says that there were oh, between 89 and 90-ish sponsors of the bill. And I know that's separate from the progress through the House and the Senate. But it gets jumbled in in the brain when you read all these different bills that are going on in cities and states and and, uh, in the federal government on different levels. Okay, this this quote that H.R. 40 has never under either Dems or Repubs made it to the House floor suggests our concerns are rooted not in the impracticality of reparations but in something more existential. Okay, that sounds like ta We conclude that the conditions in North Londale and Black America are not inexplicable, but are instead precisely what you'd expect of a community that for centuries has lived in America's crosshairs. Then, what are we to make of the world's oldest democracy (laughs) his writing is just breathtaking oh just breathtaking jumping ahead in the Ta-Nehisi Coates article quote in 1909 President William Howard Taft told the country that, quote, intelligent, quote, white Southerners were ready to see blacks as, quote, useful members of the community, close quote. A week later, Joseph Gordon, a black man, was lynched outside Greenwood, Mississippi. The high point of the lynching era has passed, but the memories of those robbed of their lives still live on in the lingering effects. Indeed, in America, there is a strange and powerful belief that if you stab a black person ten times, the bleeding stops and the healing begins. The moment the assailant drops the knife, we believe white dominance to be a fact of the inert past, a delinquent debt that can be made to disappear if only we don't look. Oh, I love his writing. There has always been another way, quote, it is in vain to allege that our ancestors brought them hither and not we. Close quote. Yell President Timothy DeWight said in 1810. 
again. It is in vain to allege that our ancestors brought them hither and not we. He scapegoating his own ancestors, yelled President Timothy Dwight, 1810. We inherit our ample patrimony with all its encumbrances and are bound to pay the debts of our ancestors. This debt, particularly, we are bound to discharge. And when the righteous judge of the universe comes to reckon with his servants, he will rigidly exact the payment at our hands to give them liberty and stop here is to entail upon them a curse. Okay, yell President Timothy Dwight, 1810. in vain to allege that our ancestors brought them hither and not we. Okay. He's not throwing his ancestors under the bus. What he's saying is that in a nutshell reparations are due from the enslavers Progeny or the enslavers, descendants. In other words, he answers the question why should people that never owned slaves pay reparations to people who were never enslaved? He, he answers it in part. That's not the end of Tanahasi Quotes article in the Atlantic magazine in 2016. Here's an art a picture with slaves in South Carolina prepare cotton for the gin in 1862. From the Library of Congress. an excerpt from the Tanahasi Coates article. When enslaved Africans plundered of their bodies, plundered of their families, and plundered of their labor, were brought to the colony of Virginia in 1619. They did not initially endure the naked racism that would engulf their progeny. Some of them were freed, some of them intermarried, still others escaped with the white indentured servants who had suffered as they had. See? white indentured servants who also suffered under under the U.S. slave 
enslavement, slave trade, transatlantic slave trade. Okay, some of them intermarried, still others escaped with the white indentured servants who had suffered as they had. Of course, there's a big debate about whether that statement is even accurate or by of comparison comparing the uh, suffering of the enslaved Africans to the indentured white indentured servants the suffering is not equivalent by any stretch of the imagination but they were still robbed in white indentured servants were still forced into slavery and if paid they were paid commensurate to what they were owed they were denied their freedoms and their rights Continuing with this article, some even rebelled together, allying under Nathaniel Bacon to torch Jamestown in 1676. Hmm. Bacon's Rebellion. Oh, yeah. All that history from grade school is finally coming back to my mind a hundred years later. (laughs) Bacon's Rebellion, 1676. (laughs) Continuing, 100 years later, the idea of slaves and poor whites joining forces which shocked the senses. But in the early days of the English colonies, the two groups had much in common. English visitors to Virginia found that its masters, quote, abused their servants with intolerable oppression and hard usage, close quote. White servants were flogged, tricked into serving beyond their contracts, and traded in much the same manner as slaves. The, quote, hard usage in quote, originated in a simple fact of the new world. Land was boundless, but cheap labor was limited. As life spans increased in the colony, the Virginia planters found in the enslaved Africans an even more efficient source of cheap labor, whereas indentured servants were still legal subjects of the English crown and thus entitled to certain protections. African slaves entered the colonies as aliens Why does that sound familiar? Why does that sound like America today? I digress. Continuing exempted from the protections of the crown, they became early America's indispensable working class fit for maximum 
exploitation capable of only minimal resistance. Oh yeah, that sounds like America, USA today, and many other parts of the world. I digress. Continuing for the next 250 years, American law worked to reduce black people to a class of untouchables and raise all white men to the level of citizens. In 1650, 1650, Virginia mandated that, quote, all persons except Negroes, end quote, were to carry arms. In 1664, 1664, Maryland mandated that any English woman who married a slave must live as a slave of her husband's master. In 1705-1705, the Virginia Assembly passed a law allowing for the dismemberment of unruly slaves. But forbidding masters from whipping, close quote, a Christian white servant naked. from a justice of the peace, close quote. Mm. So you could chop up an African, but it was against the law to whip, whip a naked white Christian without permission from an order from a justice of the peace. Continuing, in that same law, the colony mandated that, quote, all horses, cattle, and hogs now belonging or that hereafter shall belong to any slave, quote, be seized, seized, and sold off by the local church seized and sold off by the local church. The prophets used to support, quote, the poor of the said parish, close quote. And I'll open a parentheses here and say this brings into focus why people are so so upset and fighting against any form of payment of reparation restitution rehabilitation apology guarantee of non-repetition or anything close to reparation let you know that the true financial cost can't even be measured in the trillions 
can only be estimated in the quadrillions and beyond. Continuing at that time, there would have still been people alive who could remember blacks and whites joining to burn down Jamestown only 29 years before. But at the beginning of the 18th, 18th century, two primary classes were enshrined in America. Quote, the two great divisions of society are not the rich and poor, but white and black. John C. Calhoun, South Carolina's senior senator. Oops, I'm running out of time already. (laughs) Quote, and all the former the poor as well as the rich belong to the upper class and are rejected and treated as correction are respected and treated as equals close quote in 1860 the majority of people living In South Carolina and Mississippi, almost half of those living in Georgia and about one-third of all Southerners were on the wrong side of Calhoun's line. The state with the largest number of enslaved Americans was Virginia, where in certain counties some 70-70 percent of all people labored in chains in chains nearly one of all white southerners owned slaves and upon their backs the economic basis of America and much of the Atlantic world was erected in the seven cotton states one third of all white income was derived from slavery by 1840-1840, cotton produced by slave labor constituted 59% of the country's exports. The web of this slave society extended north to the looms of New England and across the Atlantic to Great Britain, where it powered a great economic transformation and altered the trajectory of world history. Quote, whoever says industrial revolution wrote the historian Eric J. Hobbs Baum says cotton close quote the wealth accorded America by slavery was not just in what the slaves pulled from the land, but in the slaves themselves. Quote, in 1860, slaves as an asset were worth more than all of America's manufacturing, all of the railroads, all of the productive capacity of the U.S. put together, close quote, the Yale historian David W. Blight has noted, quote, slaves were 
the single largest by far financial asset of property in the entire American economy. The sale of these slaves in whose bodies that money congealed, wrote Walter Johnson Harvard historian, generated even more ancillary wealth. Loans were taken out for purchase to be repaid with interest insurance policies drafted against the ultimate death of a slave and the loss of potential profits. Slave sales, slave sales were taxed and notarized. Vending of the black body and sundering of the black family became an economy unto themselves, estimated to have brought in tens of millions of dollars to antebellum America. In 1860, there were more millionaires per capita in the Mississippi Valley than anywhere else in the country. With just a few seconds left, continuing beneath the cold numbers, lay lives divided. Quote, I had a cons- Oh, thank you.